Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell, and it's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Coming up, talking about Purdue and some spring football. Later on in the hour, some college baseball. Right now, though, he is the star of our show for a good reason, because he has all of those scoreboard updates every 15 minutes. It's Network Indiana's Brad Huber. Thank you, Coach. Good evening, everybody. Good to be with you here as we approach the end of April. Let's start with some college baseball, Crowsell State. We'll start at the NAIA level. Calumet College of St. Joseph's beat Roosevelt today 9-1. to Mount Vernon of Nazarene swept Goshen today 3-2 to and 6-3 to in the doubleheader. St. Francis uh, doubled up on Grace today 8-3 to and 6-4. to IU South Bend defeated Olivet Nazarene 15-5. to Indiana University Southeast swept Midway 6-4 and 15-5. Indiana Tech swept Rochester 23-2 and 12-2. And Taylor, number 21 in the country at the NAI level, swept Marion University 6-2 and 6-1. Division 3, Earlham was winners today. They beat Defiance 18-4. Franklin uh, winners today in a double header, 17 to 8 in game one and 4 to 3 in 10 innings. Noah Wood with a walk off homer for the Grizzlies. They win 4 to 3 in game two. Transylvania winning game one over Hanover, 10 to 3, but Hanover got the win in game two, 6 to 3. Anderson uh, swept Manchester today, 8 to 4, and then 10 to 8. That went 11 innings. Wooster swept the DePaul Tigers today, 9 to 3 and 11 to 7. Calvin and Trine split a double header. Calvin winning game one, eight to four. Try winning game two, 13 to nine. Kenyon and Wabash, the little giants, split a doubleheader. Kenyon winning 17 to three in eight innings in game one. Wabash winning five to two in game number two. UND, the Greyhounds, and Southwest Baptist. They split a doubleheader today. UND winning game one, 12 to one, losing four to three in game two. Purdue Northwest and Grand Valley State, ditto. Purdue Northwest winning game one, five to four. Grand Valley State winning game two, 14 to 10. Division one, baseball, Indiana. The Hoosiers stepped out of conference play and played the Ohio Bobcats, winning 17 to two for the Hoosiers today. The Purdue Boilermakers trailed Maryland. That game was suspended in the seventh inning because of severe weather. That will be uh, continued at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Notre Dame Fighting Irish game was rained out today against Virginia. Wright State was all over Purdue-Fort Wayne 17-6. That was played at Indiana Wesleyan University in Marion, Indiana today. The Ball State Cardinals swept Northern Illinois 5-2 in Game 1, 16-12 in Game 2. Valpo beat UIC 5-4. Butler beat Seton Hall 12-10. Evansville squeaked by Murray State 7-6. Eastern Illinois is all over Southern Indiana right now in the Seventh inning, nineteen to seven, and Indiana State winning on an air in the tenth inning over Southern Illinois, six to five. 
How about some college softball? 31-15 and 15 on the season is Indiana as they shot out Rutgers today 9 to nothing. Notre Dame 27-12 on the year. They swept Boston College today 5-2 in Game 1, 6-3 in Game 2. UND 41-4 and on the season. And they won Game 1, 3-2. Megan Nichols on a walk-off single. Game 2 went to UND 4-3. Indiana Westlane uh, upset number 10 Marion 1-0 uh, and 8-3 in their double header. Minor League Baseball, the Memphis Redbirds defeat the Indianapolis Indians 7-2. The South Bend Cubs were winners of the Great Lakes Loons 4-2. And the Fort Wayne Tin Caps are playing right now. They now lead Peoria 6-3 after a five spot in the eighth. And it, it's not over yet. The Fort Wayne Tin Caps lead 6 to three. In hockey, the Toledo Walleye beat the Indy Field 4-2 tonight. The Toledo Walleye now lead 2-0 in that Kelly Cup playoff first round series. And the Fort Wayne Commons are playing right now. They trail Cincinnati 2-0 to try to avoid going down to the O. Monterey Bay beat Indy 11 today 3-2 in soccer at Talladega. It was Jeb Burton winning the Xfinity Series race. A couple of massive crashes. Thankfully, everybody's okay. The Geico 500 is tomorrow. Chase Briscoe from Indianapolis uh, we'll be on the outside road to Denny Hamlin on the pole. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. would like to thank the Fall Creek Officials Association for their hospitality. Uh, I had a chance to speak to them earlier tonight. Uh, short turnaround. Um, very, very uh, fun, fun night. Uh, great group, uh, and as I mentioned in my uh, discussion, it's a group that's under siege. Uh, and, and folks, unless we, um, as a as a culture, don't change some things, it's going to be harder and harder to get competent officials to do games at every level. It's already at at crisis mode uh, in uh, interscholastic competition. The IHSAA struggles to get the uh, – they have trouble getting enough officials to do state tournaments, and it's only going to get worse if people continue to act like idiots, like a whole lot of idiots. And understand that someone may have fouled your little your, your little uh, son or daughter, and you know, and they may not have made the call or they may have made a mistake – uh, they are not, this is not a full-time job for them. They make mistakes as do you as parents, as do your children as players, everybody in the building make mistakes. So, uh, I applauded their efforts. I applaud their efforts. Uh, we need to be better as spectators or, or I don't think we're going to like what happens in the future when we don't have enough people willing to take the abuse for the low pay. And so it was fun to share some stories with them and have some fun. The food was great. And so, again, thanks so much to the uh, Fall Creek Officials Association for having me as their speaker tonight. I, I really, I pre- any anytime somebody wants me to come and speak, I, I greatly appreciate the opportunity. Coming up, we're going to spend some time talking about football. Uh, the um, fall, excuse me, spring practice wrapping up. Um, for uh, Purdue, Notre Dame uh, wrapping up. So 
We're still in that football mode. We're always in football mode and always in basketball mode. Uh, NBA. Hey, Brad. Brad Huber, my boy Brad. Give me the update on uh, on NBA, NBA playoffs. I was listening to the Bucks and the Heat on my way back, but I didn't. I got out of the car before that game wrapped up. What's happening? Well, that game was earlier today, and the Miami Heat won today, one twenty-one to ninety-nine. So the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference okay. now takes a two-game to one lead in that best-of-seven series. I know Giannis Antetokounmpo got hurt. Uh, I do not know. I do not think he is playing, so I think that hinders Milwaukee and their ability right now. But yeah, Miami, the eighth seed, takes a two-game to one series uh, lead Yikes. in that series in the Eastern Conference. Kind of a surprise, number eight seed, and they were lighting it up from three for heaven's sakes. They were just knocking them down literally left and right today. Yeah, it looks like they were playing uh, really good. I'm trying to find the uh, official stats here as far as that's concerned, but uh, Robinson shot five of six from beyond the arc. You had uh, Butler, who was four for four from beyond the arc. So a good shooting day as uh, Butler led with 30 points for Miami. Uh, Jimmy Butler, that is. So, yeah, Miami, the uh, Heat are looking good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the star player, the Greek freak for Milwaukee, is still out because of a lower back contusion. So uh, right. I have to admit I haven't followed it all that closely, but uh, we'll have to see how long he is out. And if he is out for the rest of the series, that could be uh, uh, lead to a major upset uh, with Miami, the eight seed, moving on into the playoffs. All right, Brad, thanks so much. Brad Huber, every 15 minutes. College baseball today. The University of Evansville Aces beat Murray State 7-6. Voice of the Aces, Jevin Redman, joins me. Jevin, thanks so much for the call. It's a pretty good win for the Aces today. It is always good when you can win the opening game of the road series. And Evansville was down 6-1 to one after the uh, seventh inning, got a two-run home run from Kip Fugers, their second baseman, who is an IU transfer and used to play at Linton mm-hmm. Stockton High School, was a good multi-sport athlete, a very good basketball player there, but had the two-run right. home run to make it a 6-3 game. And then in the ninth inning, uh, uh, Murray State had their closer in, Kreisen, he walked, or he struck out the first two batters looking, so nobody on two outs, and he walked three consecutive guys, all on three oh. two pitches. <laughs> And then it brought up Kip Fugers, and he got, I think it was a 1-1 fastball right down the middle, right. and he smoked out toward left center field. So Ace had a two-out rally, the grand slam with two outs, put him in front seven to six, and then the closer, Ryan Hardman, came in. Uh, I'm sorry, Nate Hardman came in and uh, worked a scoreless ninth inning, walked one guy, but it was a good win. And a game in which Evansville didn't really play all that well for the most part, but somehow found a way to win the end. Uh, how? How much fun <laughs> would, would that be? I mean, to, to finish it that way. Well, what? Uh, you weren't too excited on the call, were you? I was a little excited. I, I will say, I mean, the first the first seven innings, I mean, Yui was, was pretty flat. It was kind of one of those games right. where you thought, hey, it's, right. you know how baseball is sometimes and doesn't go your way. And they had several errors and just a few miscues here and there on the base pass. And, uh, yeah, they strung it together. So it's a team that uh, – you know, never gives up. They've had some late rally wins already this year. Last year, they you know had kind of a flair for the dramatic. But Bob, this inevitable team that you know coming the season, I thought had a chance right. to to win the Missouri Valley Conference regular season, and 
And Indiana State's played so well. They're 12-1 and in the Valley. The win today for Evans will put them in fourth place. They're still top half of the conference. Right. It's a veteran team that's been banged up. They've had multiple injuries. But really, right. this weekend is the first week, and they're completely healthy. So they're hoping for the final month they can put it together. And, and really, I think in the Missouri Valley Conference, any of the top yeah. four teams eight, can win eight. that conference tournament at Indiana State. Hey, so Jim, trying to play well this final month before late May. Yep. Yeah. Can you hang on here to a scoreboard update? I appreciate it. I apologize for interrupting. Hang on. We'll come back after this scoreboard update. We do have a high school baseball score to get to. And with apologies to our producer, Nathan Finch, the uh, Tri-West Bruins beat Western Boone today 15-1 to for an eight-game win streak. So congrats to the Tri-West Bruins. To racing we go. The Xfinity Series today, the Ag Pro 300. A wild race today. Went eight laps past its scheduled distance. Jeb Burton, the son of 2002 Daytona 500 winner Ward Burton, got the win holding off Sheldon Creed. Parker Klugerman was third. Cole Custer and Brennan Poole. A couple of big wrecks. Thankfully, everybody was okay. Daniel Hemmick went for a ride as did uh, Dexter Stacy or Blaine Perkins earlier in the race. Thankfully, everybody is okay. The Geico 500 tomorrow at Talladega Super Speedway. Denny Hamlin and Eric Almirola will lead the field to the green flag. Ty Gibbs and Mitchell, Indiana native Chase Briscoe will start in row number two. Justin Haley from Winnemac, Indiana will start on the outside of row 13 in the 26th position. USL Soccer, the Monterey Bay uh, scored two goals in the second half to beat Indy 11-3-2. Toledo Walleye beat the Indy Field 4-2. They take a 2-0 advantage in that first round of the Kelly Cup playoffs. Fort Wayne Comets trail the Cincinnati Cyclones 2-0 six minutes to go in that third period. Looking like Cincinnati will go up 2-0 in that first round playoff series as well. Memphis Redbirds beat the Indianapolis Indians 7-2. South Bend Cubs over the Great Lakes Loons 4-2. And currently the Fort Wayne Tin Caps leading the Peoria Chiefs 10 to 3 after a 9 spot in the 8th. That's in the top of the 8th. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Well done, Brad Huber. Nathaniel Finch is upset that you called him out, just so you know. Okay, just one, I mean, if I'm sorry I'm not there to settle this dispute between you two. Jevin Redmond rejoins me, the voice of the Evansville Aces today. Aces beat Murray State 7 to 6. You mentioned it, dramatic way to win a basketball game. And, uh, you know, when, when you're in a, a road game and a road series of three games, momentum that big a deal, those kinds of things, can you get momentum out of that type of play? You would think you could, but uh, I'm, I'm just wondering in a three-game series if that's a, a big effect. Well, the old saying is what momentum baseball is only good as the next day starting pitcher. Um, I think <laughs> that's true. I think that's more so true in, in Major League Baseball, but – Right. I think it was a big momentum boost. I talked with head coach Wes Carroll post-game about it, too. Um, you know, the Aces were pretty flat the first seven innings. You know, I talked about they're down 6-1. to one. Mm-hmm. They score two in the eighth and then four in the ninth with the, the grand slam with two out. So tomorrow we have a doubleheader because we got washed out last night in Murray, Kentucky. Right. So playing two games tomorrow at 12 o'clock, and it's a long day at the ballpark the way it is. And just having one game, one of the series, the way they did, I think does add a right. boost going into play tomorrow. We'll see how Murray State responds. Um, but, you know, you always want to try to win every game, but as long as you can get road series win, the fact that you took the first one, so tomorrow right. if you get a split, you still feel pretty good about your weekend in Murray, Kentucky. So I do think this can be a big boost. Um, the Aces last weekend were in Carbondale and had a huge series with SIU, and uh, they split the first two games, then in that game three, lost on a walk-off. So the Aces uh, were kind of sluggish a bit from, I think, the letdown in Carbondale, and, and today was a nice boost, and hopefully they can go on a nice run. 
You know I love uh, Aces baseball because my brother played uh, down there uh, back in the 60s. So uh, it's important to me, not to mention the fact I like you. While I have you on the line, give me an update. While I have an up, yeah, give me an update on Aces basketball. What's up on the recruiting front? Yeah, so they have a they have a pretty good incoming class coming in freshman wise, and and it's ranked you know top 100 throughout college basketball. I think you take that with a grain of salt, just because I don't know how important sure. you know freshman recruiting classes are with the whole transfer portal thing. But it's still something to talk about. Um, so they're excited about a couple of freshmen that are coming in. And then, you know, they really had a, a mass exodus after the season. Um, you know, when Coach Ragland came in last year, it was very late. So some guys were already here that weren't really his recruits. Right, and, right. And, and good or bad, right. some guys wanted to go different places, and that's just how college basketball is. So right now they have um, they have three open spots still to work with for the transfer portal in terms of scholarships. They did sign a kid from Huntington, um, NAIA. Um, actually played them an exhibition game this past year, 6'8 forward. His, his last name is um, oh, escaping me now. It's Humberchitz. He's six eight four, pretty good scoring um, forward. So they're excited about him. But really, right now they're still they're still looking for a few more scores, and they got three spots to play with. So um, I would think that would start to fill up in the next couple of weeks as you go into May and then going to the summer workouts. But Bob, what I'm excited about is is the staff that Evansville hired last year. Again, they they were you know put in position late, didn't really have a full off season to, right. to work with their players right. and develop. Now they will with some of their recruits, so I do think next year you'll start to see some strides. And and you know it's been been a rough last few years. I mean it's just something that they have had a hard time recovering from with the, the Walter McCarty fallout. And and now I think they have the right people in place, and hopefully fans are, are somewhat patient with Coach Ryan on the staff because I do think they'll start to see some progress next year. I would urge patience. Uh, having having turned around one program, uh, it, it never goes at the speed everybody wants it to. Um, but if you have the right people in place, which I think they do, I, I really mm-hmm. believe that. And um, it, 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 it will happen. Uh, you all have to believe that it will uh, take the restraints of time out of it and, uh, and just get better every day. So, you know, you know getting uh, this freshman class you're talking about is a big deal. Uh, there's still a lot of time left with the portal. Who who knows, for heaven's sakes. So great things could happen. But I would be excited if I I am an Aces fan. I'd be excited to uh, what they're going to be talking about next year. I think it'll be a good year for them. Well, and real quick, I can't believe I forgot to mention this in my first answer, but they they did get Scott Hafner's son to transfer from Eastern Illinois. He was the OVC freshman of the year. Um, Very good. Role player off the bench to start the season three from Illinois, then kind of worked his way in the starting rotation, but he shot, you know, about 40% from three. So would anticipate him coming in and, and being, you know, a pretty impactful player, maybe off the bench in his first year. Absolutely. Uh, but just kind of right. tying. And that's one thing Coach Raglan has really harped on is, you know, trying to tie the past with Purple Aces history to the present sure. as they, you know, try to rebuild. So they've rekindled some relationships and they're excited about having, uh, you know, Hafner's son at Evansville and he'll have three years with them. He's Jevin Redman. He's the voice of the Evansville Aces. Got a couple games tomorrow and a big win today over Murray State. Jevin, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Enjoy the day tomorrow. Enjoy the week. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Bob. We'll see you. Thank you very much. Coming up, we've got uh, more ball to talk about. Brad Huber, let's talk racing. What's happening on the NASCAR front tonight? NASCAR is at Talladega Super Speedway. Always an interesting weekend of racing. Oh. 
Yeah. Had the yeah. AgPro 300 today, won by Jeb Burton. Had a couple of big crashes today. Uh, Daniel Hemrick and also Blaine Perkins ended up uh, flipping. It was Daniel Hemrick in turn four. Blaine Perkins did seven or eight barrel rolls down the backstretch earlier in the race. So uh, a couple of big crashes, but Jeb Burton uh, got the win, his second career win. His first career win also came at Talladega a few years ago in a range-shortened affair. Mm-hmm. So that was the Xfinity race. And then the Cup race tomorrow, the Geico 500. Denny Hamlet, Eric Almirola will be on the front row. But, you know, qualifying... I guess at Talladega, it really, it's not really that important because of the type of racing that we see. Just more of a morale boost than anything. But uh, Chase Briscoe sure. from Mitchell will start on the outside of row two. And then you have Justin Haley from him. Winnipeg, the two Indiana guys, uh, starting 26. Yes. So should be a fun race tomorrow. Indiana, Looking forward to it. Yeah. Indiana dominating right now. Listen, I used to teach a class at IUPUI called the History of Sport. And when I would do my racing section, I would uh, I would write up on the board, you know, I'd talk about some of the great NASCAR drivers in history, right? And I'd have Petty and, uh, you, you know, I'd go through the, the list, Dale Earnhardt and all that. And I would put up, my hand to God, I'd put up Ricky Bobby, okay? Now, I, I actually thought it was funny, but my hand to God, no one would laugh. I mean, I'd write Ricky Bobby, and I'd go, you guys have heard of Ricky Bobby. And, you know, I'd, I'd turn around, and they'd go, uh, no. And i go, you guys watch movies? Or any of you, do you watch, do you get out and see a movie now and then? Uh, so, you know, an homage to Ricky Bobby. It's a great track. It's a great venue. Uh, again, it's one of those that uh, harkens back to the past and reconnects with people. But it should be. A, it's, it's a fun race to watch, quite frankly. It is a very fun race to watch because it's one of those wild card races that you just don't know who's going to win. You have to avoid the big right, one. You have to right. have the strategy right. You have to be near the front to have a shot to win it. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun. It's always one of those where you might see somebody who doesn't normally win a race get to win. We saw Ricky Stenhouse Jr. win the Daytona 500 back in February in the same type of race. So yeah, it'll be fun. I know you'll have uh, Adam Alexander on to talk more about it later. But right. uh, yeah, when you look at Daytona and Talladega weekends and uh, you roll the dice. If you're going to make a bet you could pretty much pick anybody in the field and you might have a shot to win it unlike most other weeks. Coming up, Brad Huber, who's the star of our show is going to do another scoreboard update in about a minute and then we'll uh, continue to talk baseball, college baseball. We're going to have some minor league baseball later on tonight. Uh, Appreciate you joining us. Tonight, we are going to be involved in the NFL draft on Thursday night. <laughs> Excuse me. It has finally come. We can see, we can see the end. We're, we're there. Um, we're going to talk some spring football. We have a lot to talk about. Just a reminder, um, we're wrapping up season number 19. Uh, that Friday night before the 500, we'll wrap it up. Uh, for real, I'll take a couple months off, and then next August we'll start in with. Uh, I would consider it uh, a historic uh, season, season number thirty. It's kind of a nice round number. Um, I haven't really given that much thought, to be honest, because it's it's an imposing number. I never thought we'd make it to thirty weeks. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Let alone 30 years, so... Well, with, that's just a reminder for everybody. We're headed down the home stretch, I guess to use a racing analogy, a poor racing analogy, nonetheless. Scoreboard update with Brad Huber. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Let's start this update in the ECHL Kelly Cup playoffs. The Fort Wayne Commons have scored. Matt Alvaro scored. They're down 2-1. to one. The Cincinnati Cyclones left in the third period. Fort Wayne Commons looking to try to force overtime. Cincinnati looking to go two games to zero up in the first round of the playoffs. The Indy Fuel, they lose to Toledo Walleye today, 4-2. Toledo takes a 2-game, to 2-0-game uh, series lead in the first round of the playoffs. Minor League Baseball, the Memphis Redbirds beat the Indianapolis Indians, 7-2. South Bend Cubs, winners over the Great Lakes Saloons, 4-2. Fort Wayne Tin Caps in action, and they put up 9 runs in the 8th inning, now leading 11-4 over the Peoria Chiefs. That is in the top of the ninth inning. USL South the Monterey Bay Soccer Club beat the Indy 11 3-2. That came on two second-half goals for Monterey Bay. Indy 11 next in action against the Columbus Crew on Wednesday in the third round of the U.S. Open Cup. College baseball today, the Indiana Hoosiers stepped out of Big Ten play and beat the Ohio Bobcats 17-2. Wright State beat Purdue-Fort Wayne 17-6. That was at Indiana Westland today. Ball State Cardinals swept Northern Illinois 5-2 in Game 1, 16-12 in Game 2. Valpo squeaked by UIC 5-4. Butler winners over Seton Hall 12-10. Evansville squeaking by Murray State 7-6. Six. Indiana State beating Southern Illinois 6-5 in 10 innings. And Eastern Illinois beating Southern Indiana 22-10 in the 8th inning. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Glad you're with us. All right, Brad Huber, we ready for the month of May? May is getting closer and closer. What about testing? Did you get a chance to go out? Be a part of testing out at the track uh, on uh, Thursday? Unfortunately, I did not because I was calling softball after my regular job Thursday afternoon right. at Monrovia High School. So I did watch it on TV all day Thursday while right. I was working. So uh, good to see cars on the track at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on Thursday. They had eight and a half hours of testing. They were supposed to test on Friday also, but Mother Nature won that battle right. on Friday. So uh, we had... A 3,108 laps turned on Thursday during the one-day practice session. It's a lot of laps. It is. That's a lot of laps. <laughs> it is a that's lot a of laps. Lot. I think we we talked with Mark James last night, and, and, and he made a great comment about the fact that, you know, irrespective of the fact you didn't get to get as many uh, laps in as you might have wanted to, you at least got some things accomplished uh, so that you were – uh, much closer to being ready to get things going when uh, things open up, obviously, in May. And so it's great timing, great opportunity for everybody. Uh, they, you know, first things first, they get a race down in Alabama, down at, uh, at Barber International this weekend. So, I mean, the schedule lays out perfectly, quite frankly. I mean, it, it, and you can just feel momentum building as we get ready for the month of May. 
Yeah, it's interesting. They talked about that a little bit on the Peacock broadcast on Thursday where you have this test session this week, but then you have Barber and the road course race at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You know, we kind of feel bad for those two races because they kind of get lost in the mix because everybody is now focused on the Indianapolis 500. And, you know, what they also kind of did, they used to have a whole week of practice from Sunday until Saturday when you start qualifying. They kind of broke it up a little bit. They moved two of the days to April for testing, and then you don't open up practice until uh, Tuesday leading up into qualifications. And some drivers like it, some don't. You know, some like to take the information they get so they'll be better prepared to when they come back to start practice on Tuesday after the Grand Prix. So it'll be interesting to see if like you mentioned, Barber next weekend and then the road course at Indianapolis before they get ready for the 500. But, uh, you know, yes, they have those two races, but I think you can tell everybody's attention is on the Indianapolis 500, even with those two races uh, between now and then. Yeah, and and I think the other thing that that Mark uh, mentioned is that uh, there is a different aero package, um, but they expect, like last year, um, the, uh, the speeds were high and they were great. It was a lot of drama, uh, but they have, in fact, uh, worked on the aero package to make it a little bit safer, but still expect high speeds uh, once these things open up. Yeah, and we saw 227.686 miles an hour, the fastest speed in testing. Uh, that was in a tow uh, with cars uh, out on the racetrack, so we'll have to see what a qualifying speed will be, but I wouldn't be surprised if we match last year's qualifying speed, pole speed, somewhere around 234 miles an hour for a four-lap average, which is what Scott Dixon had last year, which was the fastest pole speed Mm -hmm. in the history of the Indianapolis 500. So we'll see what we can get back to that. You know, when you have that extra boost on Fast Friday and into qualifying weekend, it should be uh, one fun weekend. I think the second best weekend of the year for the IndyCar Series behind 500 race weekend. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be great, quite frankly. And uh, who's uh, who's performing for Carb Day? Remind me of that. Uh, who is it for Carb Day? I'm spacing on that at the moment. Uh, Brian Adams. Brian, Brian Adams. That's right. That's, that's right. Yeah, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. How about me jumping in there yeah, and knocking the good. young guy out of there? <laughs> well, look. What are you going to do? It's it's May. It'll be fun. All right, Brad Huber, he's the man. Don't forget, you go to the Paragon Speedway, you'll hear him. He's the track announcer. Uh, when's their next When's their next race? Next week? Next Saturday, we'll be back in action with the spring, uh, spring cars. We'll have Hornets. Uh, we'll have Bombers. And we will have Street Sox. So we'll have four series in action next Saturday. It should be a lot of fun. And I hope you can come out. I know the weather's looking a little iffy at the moment, so we'll see. But uh, every Saturday will be in action now through the eve of the Indianapolis 500. We're not off again until the uh, 1st of June. So uh, several weeks coming up. Hope you can join us at Paragon Speedway. A lot of fun. Uh, great family atmosphere. So hope you can come out some uh, enjoy some racing. That's really not all that expensive. If, if you can't make it to the 500 because it's too expensive, come on out to Paragon. We got uh, some cheap options for you so looking forward to seeing you out there you probably won't see me because i have this this little thing i do you're you're a little busy 
I have this thing I do on the weekends, which I've done for 29 years, as a matter of fact. Although you will have the summer off, so if you want to come visit us well, this summer, know, and we'll I, get you up yeah, in the booth. I know. I didn't think about that. And I do have, I have relatives in Martinsville, um, so I, I see how this works for me. I can, <laughs> I can see that. And I know, I, I know that trip um, when I was a kid. <laughs> my grandparents lived in Vincennes, and uh, my brother, my mom, and dad, and I would visit them on a regular basis. You know, as a child, I thought we were going every weekend, but you know, I know we weren't. But we would uh, we would go through Spencer. Uh, we would go. We would take sixty sixty seven down through Martinsville, jump on whatever road that is that takes you to Spencer, the one that goes by the Paragon Speedway. You know the road. That, I'm that is uh, sixty seven extended. So you stay on sixty seven yeah. past where it turns yeah. off on thirty nine to go to Martinsville. It's another about six right. uh, or seven miles, and you'll be in Paragon. I remember driving by the Paragon Speedway when I was a little kid, right? Uh, and it was just you know early on in the trip, and so I think it's cool that you've got this gig. I think it's I think it's fantastic to be honest. And so, yeah, we'll talk we'll talk more racing. We'll talk much more racing. We'll also we got to always talk about Ball State with you because you know you were a proud graduate. So we've got plenty of things to talk about coming up. Brad Huber, thank you very 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 much, and. Uh, I know, I know that I uh, appreciate everything you do. Um, so we'll come back and spend some time with him. We'll get a scoreboard update coming up with him in just a few minutes. Uh, it's just one of those nights where we've got a lot to, to talk about. And um, Brad is here at the perfect time because he he does so much, does it so well. <coughs> My apologies for the cough. I still haven't gotten over the crazy thing and um just so everyone knows you have the nfl draft coming up on thursday night so earlier tonight we talked with greg raystraw about that i think uh, we understand while we might not know the specifics i think uh, the presumption is that they'll take a quarterback uh with their with that pick and then from there, it gets interesting. And there's, listen, it, it doesn't lack drama. I mean, th- this does not lack drama uh, because of the uncertainty to a certain point. Uh, the teams ahead of the Colts seem to be pretty tight-lipped about what their plans are, or for some reason, there there doesn't seem to be that there are, you know, there there are plenty of rumors about what's happening, but. It's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds, and not only this first pick, but it's also see how it unfolds in terms of later picks. I think everyone understands quarterback as a position of great interest. Uh, also, uh, wide receivers, uh, a position of, of interest, too. And so when you start to put it together, we're going to have a whole lot to talk about next weekend on the show. But it begins on Thursday night, and um, – that long, long wait is coming to an end for everyone. And so it's something to get excited about um, because you can always talk about football. Uh, you can always talk about basketball in our state. And uh, coming up, Brad Huber is going to update you on what's happening in the NBA and, and all kinds of things. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. 
Minor League Baseball just going final. The Fort Wayne Tin Caps got the best of the Peoria Chiefs, 11-4. That one going final. Fort Wayne scored nine runs in the eighth inning. Also going final in ECHL hockey, the Cincinnati Cyclones got the best of the Fort Wayne Comets, 2-1. So the Cyclones take a two-game-to-nothing lead over Fort Wayne in the first round of the Kelly Cup playoffs. Toledo Walleye beat Indy Field 4-2. Toledo takes a two-game-to-nothing lead in that playoff series. College baseball today, UIndy and Southwest Baptist split a doubleheader. UIndy winning 12-1 in Game 1. Southwest Baptist 4-3 in Game 2. Purdue Northwest split Grand Valley State. Purdue Northwest winning Game 1, 5-4. Grand Valley State winning Game uh, 2, 14-10. Earlham winners today, 18-4 in Game 2. They won 4-3 in Game number one sweeping defiance. Franklin swept Rose Holman today, 17 to 8 in game one, and then in a 10th inning, 4 to 3, Noah Wood with a walk off home run for the Grizzlies to win game number two. Transylvania and Hanover split the two games today. Transylvania winning 10 to 3 in game one, Hanover 6 to 3 in game two. Anderson swept Manchester 8 to 4 in game one, 10 to 8 in game two. That game went 11 innings. Wooster swept DePaul 9 to 3 and 11 to 7. Calvin and Trine split today. Kenyon and Wabash also split their doubleheader today, 17-3 Kenyon Game 1, Wabash 5-2. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Brad Huber. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Lynn Clark, Irish 101, joins us. Lynn, thank you so much. I appreciate you joining me late uh, at night. Uh, Long day today. We had a little spring game. Uh, How much fun was the spring game today? Well, you, you say the word spring, Bob, but it actually snowed up in South Bend. We had all four seasons today. Oh, I'm sorry, Lynn. It was a great way to to end spring practice as the gold defeated the blue in the 92nd annual blue gold game. 24 to nothing, but Bob, we saw Sam Hartman in Notre Dame uniform for the first time, and he is the real deal. In a short amount of time, he was 13 of 16, 189 yards, two touchdowns. He ran for a touchdown as well. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just uh, this is the quarterback that they were looking for. Tyler Buckner stuck, struggled in this game, but he threw an interception, mm. and Marcus Freeman said, that's on me. I called that coverage, and it was the wrong right. one. So right. there, was still a con- there was still a quarterback competition, but after looking at Sam Hartman today, it's, he, he, he is the person who's going to lead this ball club, ball club come August when they open up the season. You know, he just, uh, you know, stats notwithstanding, just seems to have a command of what's going on. You know, it's, he passes the eye test, I suppose, is one cheap way of saying it. And it's hard to argue with the results. And, and uh, guys respond to what he's doing, it seems like. He does, and you know he is a passing quarterback, but he got outside the pocket, and he has some speed mm-hmm. as well. And so, imagine Ian Book reincarnate with a better passing arm. That's what okay. Sam Hartman brings right. to the Fighting Irish. But another positive today: it's the receiving core. A freshman, Jaden Greenhouse, with 13 catches, 118 yards. Notre Dame is very deep at the wide receiver position, and they're all young. We saw Chris Tyree move from running back to the slot position. He brings experience. So right now they're still putting the pieces of the puzzle together, Bob, but there is a lot of talent on this Notre Dame squad heading into 2023. 
And we all know it starts at that quarterback spot. And, uh, you know, I, I, th- I think, you know, Sam has uh, command of it. Uh, but I think they have a, you know, I think Buckner's a capable backup, don't you? Uh, well, he didn't look like, you know, it was a tough first series, and I set, I think that set the tone for the game. But, no, still, Tyler right. Buckner is the is the quarterback who led them to a victory in the Gator Bowl. So that right. Marcus right. Herman was, he wanted to stress saying, listen, I'm not making the decision on the quarterback. We're still going to put some things together. But I think Hartman has the advantage, and Tyler Buckner is, I think that's only going to make him a better quarterback because he is going to push. Tyler sure. Hartman is going to push Tyler Buckner to become a better quarterback. I think that's a great point, and I, and I think everybody benefits. I think everyone understands it. Everybody benefits from that, quite frankly. Um, tell me about defensively. What were your thoughts on uh, the, the efforts on that side of the ball today? Notre Dame is very deep at linebacker. You saw a lot of Drake Bowen play today on the uh, blue team. On gold, mm-hmm. it was Jalen Sneed, uh, who had a red shirt last year, but played in some games toward the end of the season. He was kind of like the player of the game on defense. And so Notre Dame is very deep at the linebacker position. Really didn't see too much in the, in, in, in the safeties and the cornerbacks, but uh, the, the defensive line did a nice job uh, at manhandling at times the offensive line. So you see flashes of brilliance on both sides of the ball, and uh, the coaches are going to really have to find out the talent to put in the right chemical right. order because that's, there's a lot of talent. It's just finding the right combination, and that's going to be the challenge uh, heading into August to open up the football season. But it, it's uh, finally 15 practices are over. There's a lot to take away mm-hmm. from it. And the big thing right now is that a lot of players did not play because of injuries. Jack Kaiser did not play. So let's get right. them healthy, come back, and then – keep putting the pieces of the puzzle together when it comes August in Paul Camp. All right, can you hang on through this uh, scoreboard update, talk a little bit sure more? Will. Sure. Lynn Clark and I will come back. He's from Irish 101. We'll talk more about the Irish on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Lynn Clark rejoins us from Irish 101. All right, Lynn, spring football in the books. Uh, still have concerns, uh, obviously, uh, about some things going into um, uh, the season. So w- w- coming out of it, what do you think the uh, concerns are in terms of this rendition of the Irish? Concern. I don't want to say it's really a concern. It's, as I said, putting the pieces of the puzzle together. Right. Who are the players right. that complement each other? And, you know, there's a lot of talent, a lot of experience, but who are the best players to complement each other that will do the best job at those various positions? And so that's really going to be the challenge right now is to see the intangibles of who really wants this the best. And I think that's the one takeaway from spring is because – there is so much talent and so much competition. It's only elevating mm-hmm. the talent level of everybody out there. Now, we really didn't see a lot of the special teams. Notre Dame lost their punter and their place kicker from right. last year. So, Zach Yoakum did have a field goal in the blue-gold game today, and Bryce McPherson did a pretty good job punting. They also have a quarter, or I should say a kicker coming in, a graduate transfer from South Florida. And so, we'll learn more about special teams when it comes to August. But to answer your question, right now, it's the big challenge is the chemistry, is who is going to be able to complement right. each other. And the other thing, you know, with, with any level of football, in, in injuries, you know you're going to have them. Uh, you just hope you have capable backups and you, you hope you have a deep enough roster that you're able to withstand some. 
Yeah, we didn't see a lot of players, especially at the tight end position, because of the injuries. So hopefully when right. fall camp comes around, we'll see everybody back 100%. And, and then really take a look at that depth. But right now, some of the injuries, a little fit at some positions. But that's also giving a chance for some of the younger players to get some experience as well. And that's only going to help this ball club get better as the season progresses. All right, going to Dublin. Let's tell people where they can find all the info they need to know about Dublin. You put together the definitive guide for everyone traveling to that game. Well, I do appreciate it once again. We have to get it promoted on the Indiana Sports Talk page. It's the easiest way to get there. But if not, go to irishillustrated.com, and and we'll we'll have something on there to – or better yet, just contact me, and I'll send you the guide. But uh, we're really excited about that, uh, especially now that the spring practice is concluded. You can only look forward, and that's uh, the next football opportunity will be fall camp and then kicking off the season against Navy in Dublin. He's Dr. Lynn Clark, Irish 101. Lynn, it's always great to talk to you. Thanks so much for taking time to join me. Have a great week. Thanks, Bob. And hopefully the sun will come back to South Bend one of these days. There's always that hope. <laughs> Let's hope it happens. You know, see, hopefully you'll be able to warm up later on tonight and through the weekend. So thanks for taking right, time. I appreciate Bye-bye. it very much. <laughs> Thank you. Snow in South Bend for their uh, spring game. Yeah, that's kind of uh, that's life in Indiana, quite frankly. Top of the hour scoreboard update coming up with Brad Huber. We have much more to talk about. Talking some baseball coming up in the next hour. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.